This gospel is just one of many very dramatic encounters between Jesus and the demonic. You can hardly call them fights, because our Lord, with a word from his divine mouth, simply dismisses the unclean spirits. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. This is a new teaching with authority. He speaks and even the unclean spirits obey. Christ is the victor in this fight for souls. There is no contest between the creator, God, and anything else. These situations seemed quite common then. Apparently, in biblical times, very many were afflicted by evil spirits in an obvious way. Routinely, possessed people conversed with voices that were not theirs, showed preternatural strength, convulsed and wounded themselves. So we can ask, where have all the possessed people gone? I don't miss it. Indeed, I'm very thankful that Christ has won a decisive victory. By his cross and resurrection, over sin and death, he has freed us from sin. He has given his church authority over unclean spirits. So that later when he sends out his disciples two by two, they come back rejoicing, saying, We cast out demons in your name. Well, there's your answer. Since our Lord has given us the authority of his voice to speak in his name, to cast out demons in his name, it's much less common. There's your answer. Possession is no longer the devil's weapon of choice because Jesus has given us authority to cast out demons. And there are many priests who do. Every diocese has an exorcist, and many exorcists also have psychiatric training to help them discern between what is a mental illness and a spiritual illness. And every exorcist has a team of holy Christians to help him fight the good fight. Possession is still around, but for the most part, the devil who has suffered a catastrophic defeat in his petulant war against Almighty God has changed tactics. Outright war, revealing himself to the world, he finds, only causes people to turn towards God and his church. The enemy's methods are covert now. From the time Christ comes, the devil has to fight a covert war, even though his presence is becoming stronger in proportion as man and society separate themselves from God. Through mortal sin, many men subject, become subject to the slavery of the devil. They separate themselves from the kingdom of God and only to enter into the kingdom of darkness, of evil. And in one degree or another, they become instruments of evil by this slavery to sin. Our Lord says, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And we see in this day and age that the devil's warfare can take on other forms of influence more normal and less striking in appearance, but no less effective for the destruction of souls. One of his favorite tools, I think, and the tool most utilized in this day and age, 
is distraction. It's subtle. It seems so benign, distraction. It's not inherently sinful, distraction. Of course not. It's a normal part of life. Distraction happens, but when weaponized, it keeps us from dwelling in communion with God and others. The level of distraction in our world today is so serious a threat that many souls die for lack of an interior life. And so fervently does Paul want to eliminate distraction in our lives, so ardently does he wish us to focus on life with God, that he says we ought to go to extreme measures to eliminate distraction. And he encourages celibacy. He makes a caveat at the end of this reading. He says, I am telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, not to impose celibacy upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. Distraction's the culprit, not marriage. Celibacy is not a requirement for holiness. Of course not. Indeed, all of us are called to be saints. And if we remove those things which distract us from communion with God, we can be saints. Let me be perfectly clear. Marriage is not a distraction from communion with God. For those called to this beautiful first sacrament, this wonderful vocation, it is the means of sanctity. It is the way of showing God's love in the midst of the world. You and your spouse and your children after you become living signs of the love of God in the midst of the world. Yet for those who are called to be priests and religious and consecrated to God, it is a help in remaining focused on the very specific mission he has given us. It is preferential for a life entirely devoted to God. We do not need to be celibate to be holy, but we do need to be focused, intentional, loving, wholehearted in our vocations. We must love God and neighbor wholeheartedly, not distractedly. We must root out distraction in order to love. Distraction. Lack of focus is the source of so much death in this world. The death of families. And I see it all the time. The husband who cannot tear himself away from the computer screen, from video games or something less benign, to spend any time with his family. The wife who has something delivered to her home just about every single day because she's online shopping every single day. The children who are swimming in this culture of distraction, given a distraction device, sometimes from the time that they can read. Given a device, by the way, designed to be addictive. The people who design them know what they're about. And it's not inherently malicious, but at every waking moment, and sometimes moments when we ought to be sleeping, at every free moment, 
we become a slave to that phone once again. Oh, it rang again. Oh, I have five seconds. And I turn to my phone once again. This is evident in the priest who confuses the use of an effective tool in his phone, his distraction device, with an activism which makes him truly unable to pray. And so many priests do not have an interior life because they are glued to what ought to be just a tool. The use of phones all throughout the day, distracting us all throughout the day, has killed the life of God within him and within so many people. In these and so many ways, distraction leads to anxiety and lack of love. For at every free moment, we put, pull out our distraction devices and miss the love in front of us. Distraction. Might not be flashy, but it is effective. So, do you want to put the devil in his place? Do you want to disrupt his covert warfare upon you and your family? Put down your phone. Turn off the radio and the TV. Turn off the computer. Focus on what matters. The presence of God and your family. Take some time to unplug and commune with God, to pray. And test this a little bit. Spend five minutes of uninterrupted silence and find how much you are indeed connected to those distraction devices. So uncomfortable with silence. Let's find comfort once again in our Lord. Commune again with our Lord and with our families. Just be. Let's put distraction aside and truly live.